Welcome to Opposite Attractions, a show about theme park design that is technically possible. I'm your host, Scotty Moe, joined as always by hailing from parts unknown, Jim Murphy. I, I never knew that parts unknown was like six miles from West Virginia. That's good to know. Oh, yeah. It's where Mothman's from. That's what happens in parts unknown stays in parts unknown. Jim, it's a day of celebration. It's a day of elation because I can finally work at Disney again. (laughs) They've revealed that I can work at Disney again with my tattoos and my long blonde hair and my Triple H mustache. I can go, baby. As long as you keep it to blonde or brown or black, I think if you if you go back to the purple or blue, you, you're gonna have some trouble. I did tell I told you the story of when I applied in Disney and I walked in and they were like, "Oh yeah, that tattoo, it's fine. You can just cover that up with a watch or something." And I went outside. My car wasn't working, so I had to get it jumped off. And the person who came up to me was like, "Well, I see. Did you get? Did they say no?" I'm like, "No. Why? Well, your tattoo." Yeah, no, they said it was fine. What the fuck? I just applied to be a bus driver and they said no because of my tattoo. Yeah, maybe you're just not cool. <laughs> maybe you just gotta be cool. <laughs> he, he, the, the problem was is that the tattoo was on his entire face. Yeah, it, it was Iron Mike Tyson applying to be as a bus driver at Disney. So what all? What have they updated? I've seen the visible tattoos. I did yeah, see no, someone who was just yeah. like, "What's the point if if they could get into a hot topic, and then suddenly <laughs> they can work at Disney?" Like, bitch, that's not the same thing at all. It's um, you're you're allowed tattoos, but they can't be head, face, neck. They can't no. be, and they can't be like huge if you can't cover them up. Like I can think they my, said, like uh, the size of your hand is about the size they can be. But if you can have my ta- uh, can my tattoo of Mickey Mouse, but it's Rat Fink, be okay? <laughs> Would that be all right? They did say that if you have, say, like uh, tattoo, like like a lot of tattoos on your arms, that if you get like, let's say you're working as custodial or whatever, and you wear white all day, if you got like one of those white like fabric sleeves that could cover oh, up. Yeah. The tattoo I mean, that, that was, I think you're fine. I think that was their deal with me was we'll just have you wear long sleeves. And I was like, that shouldn't be a problem in Florida in summer. Yeah. The humidity's only 130%. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Uh, any um, other Disney news outside you, of that? Uh, you are allowed, apparently, they said that if things are, uh, that, that there's no rules on what could be considered... Uh, what would formerly have, I guess, been considered like gender based, like jewelry and makeup and nail polish. Oh, hell yeah. That, I could wear my nail polish at Disney now. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm down <laughs> for this. <I'm- laughs> they put you in Splash Mountain and it's like, yeah, all the all the folks in, fr- in, in the old West Frontier had pink pinky nails. <laughs> I'm going to be the first drag king to work on the Jungle Cruise, baby. Yes. That's what they're replacing Trader Sam with, I think. Honestly, drag queens would fucking kill on the Jungle Cruise. (laughs) Their names are already basically Jungle Cruise jokes. That's, I don't know if we mentioned that last week, but I think that they should have, if they took, since they took him out, they should have replaced him with something. 
because it's that's yeah. like a that's like a two minute bit that now they don't have jokes for. They should have just well, they, like they thrown can something list in off, there. They can list off these drag queen names instead. <laughs> Karen from finance is a good one. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, free to slaves, which is very good. Uh, Avery Goodlay. Okay, these may not work for for Disney. Uh, Amphetamine, Eggs Benedict, Molest Your Child. No, that one's not good. Uh, Meatball, that one's very good. Madeline Hatter. Now, that's Disney-themed. I could be on the Jungle Cruise as Madeline Hatter. Uh, Lucy Stool is also very good. Oh, this one's powerful, and I will end on this one. This is a this is a queen who uh, comes out in a in a wheelchair, and her name is Sarah Pelagic, which is so fucking powerful. Well, they do already have that one boat that they could put her in. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! So, any other Disney news, or should I bust out my quiz? Because I do have a long yeah, one this week. I don't. I don't think there's any other real crazy. Disney news. They're bringing pe- apparently they're bringing people back to. Uh, I think what had they had said was that the 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 studios was technically booked solid for guests until like July, and then they yeah. went back in and added more more tickets or Dates. something. So I guess they're getting they're getting more they're getting braver. Yeah, we uh we're probably gonna go down there for double or nothing weekend for wrestling, but we're gonna go to Disney and we're like, Why are the plane tickets so expensive? Oh, it's because it's Star Wars weekend. So our plan to go to <laughs> Batu and build some lightsabers are all kinds of fucked now. Man, my my Disney Wanderlust has been up in the past few weeks, a hundred and ten percent. Like I've got an airline credit from last year and a Disney ticket, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe one Tuesday I'll get bored. Just head on down there. <laughs> I wish I could do that, and it's just not something I can do. <laughs> oh no, that's gonna be that's when I'll know I've made it. And I know I've said this on the show before. I'll know I've made it when one day my wife comes home from work and goes, Hey babe, where the fuck are you? And then I just send back a selfie of me at La Cava de Tequila. Like, oh, I'll be back tomorrow. It's okay. Do you have the baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the bar too. We're hanging out. All right, let's get into this quiz because you issued the challenge last week of a ride based off a sport that your theme park would be good at. So obviously I've got some very good party games coming up later in the show. But because of that, I went to ESPN, a website that may shock you, I don't frequent that often. And I found, how well do you know your Disney sport movies. We are fucked, Jim. Ooh, that's so Miracle, Mighty Ducks. Mm. All right. All uh, of these Flubber. movies, all of these movies are about baseball, except Million Dollar Arm, The Rookie, Angels in the Outfield, or The Greatest Game Ever Played. The Greatest Game Ever Played is about golf. I thought it was about football. Where does Cool Runnings take place? <laughs> Alaska, Jamaica, Canada, or both Jamaica and Canada? 
I'm thrown. I believe it should be both Jamaica and Canada because I assume. Uh, yes. Okay. They, they do do uh, a couple practice uh, with the with the weird like whatever I can't remember what their equivalent of like soapbox derby racing is. They do yeah, they yeah. do testing in that and and crash. Uh, what sport does the main character from Luck of the Irish play? Ooh, basketball, football, baseball, or soccer? I think it's soccer. It's like, you have to, I feel like the answer would either be basketball for some reason, or soccer, and I'm well, torn between. Uh, I've already clicked soccer, because that's the one we both agreed on, but uh, unfortunately I should have went with you, because it is basketball. The Big Green is a movie about golf, marijuana, baseball, <laughs> soccer, or pool. Oh, I'm going to go have to go with soccer again. Okay, I'm I'm between that or golf. It is soccer though. Uh which of the following films feature animals? Snow Dogs, Air Bud, Secretariat or all of them. <laughs> you know the Airbud dog was also the dog from uh, Full House. Well, you know the dog in the Airbud was a human in a dog suit, so it doesn't <laughs> technically feature animals. <laughs> uh all of them. Which of these were inspired by a true story? Snow Dogs. Airbud. <laughs> Ice Princess or the Mighty Ducks? I'm it's gonna the have Ducks, to say, ain't it? Ain't it Ducks? I think it's Ice Princess, I would hope. It is not. It, it is, is Snow Dogs. Snow, it is Snow Dogs, yeah. Damn. When did Secretariat win the Triple Crown? 1970, 71, Jesus. 73, or 75? Hmm, 73. You are correct. Very good guess there, bud. Yes. Uh, Queen of Katwe follows the story of Fiona Mutese. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. If not, feel free to yell at me on Twitter. Who became a legend in the sport of chess, tennis, cricket, or gymnastics. Ain't this that chess movie what came out? I, I, I think so. I don't remember. Hey, it was chess. I knew a thing. What team offers the players a contract at the end of Million Dollar Arm, a film I Jesus. didn't know exist until today? Uh, the Padres, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, or the Pirates? Okay. Um, I want to say the Dodgers just because it's L.A. Yeah. It is incorrect. It is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, man. When is the greatest game ever played set? 46 to 47, 55 to 56, 1913 to 1914, or 25 to 26? Good Lord. Oh, yeah, bud. This is testing your knowledge of Disney sport movies. I'm going to have to say the 40s. 40s? That is incorrect. It it's was 13, 13 14, to 14. Isn't it? God damn it. What's the name of the Stupid golf movie? <laughs> you know, usually I include a little a, a goof in these. I'm going to read one of these and you're going to think it's a goof. No, this is legitimately what it says. What's the name of the high school and remember the Titans? TC Williams, 
High School, Briarcrest High School, Permian High School, or J.K. Simmons High School. <laughs> Over the intercom every morning. <laughs> what do you do when life gives you lemons? <laughs> you take take them back. <laughs> so you want to speak to life's manager. If you see yourself in the West Hallway, run away. A <laughs> uh, Briarcrest, maybe? I'm going to say T.C. Williams. It is T.C. Williams. To play off Secret- J.K. Simmons. They were trying to mess with you. Hey, what was Secretariat the name of? <laughs> this one's buck wild because it has shit like, what's the third word spoken by tertiary character number two in Remember the Titans? Or, alternately, what's the name of the horse? It is a horse. What movie is based on real life sisters? Double teamed, Queen of Katwe, Ice Princess, or Miracle? Okay, Miracle is definitely not. I think it's Queen. Here's the thing they do include an image, I believe, from Queen of Katwe. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If not, once again, yell at me on Twitter. So I think it's that. It's not. Should not be a movie that's put out by Disney, I think. Well, unfortunately, the answer was double teamed. Is that TNT Bef- Maramari? <laughs> Before or coaching that- the Mighty Ducks, what was Gordon Bombay's profession? Was he a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or a history professor? He was a he was a ding dang lawyer in a limousine. That's right. That is correct. Which of the following had a part in Remember the Titans? Hayden Panettiere. Denzel Washington, Ryan Gosling, or all of the above? I'm pretty sure Denzel's in Remember the Titans. I know Denzel's in Remember yeah. the Titans. I'm going to click all... I've, I've learned this from school. You click all of the above every time if it's an option. <laughs> and it is correct. Ice Princess, a film I did not know existed until today, was written by Hadley Davis with a story by Hadley Davis and Meg Cabot. Christy Yamaguchi, Tara Lipinski, or Dorothy Hamill? I don't think any of them, like, I don't know a lot about, uh, uh, shocking, I don't know a lot about um, ice Ice skating, like, nicknames. So I don't know if any of them were specifically known as, like, an ice princess as a name. Wasn't Yamaguchi the ice princess? I don't know. Christy Yamaguchi... I don't have a nickname, but then again, I also am not sure if profe- if like if ice skating's like fucking pro wrestling, and they all get <laughs> nicknames for this. Um, let me see. Okay, I now know Yamaguchi's involvement with this film. You don't, and I'm not gonna say anything else. She's the villain. She is the villain. No, no, she, no, no. She kills the, the 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 protagonist's parents. So what's your uh what's your answer, buddy? Um I'm going to say Dorothy Hamill. That's incorrect. It's Meg Cabot. Fun fact, the involvement of Christy Yamaguchi had with the Ice Princess film was uh none. Was not involved in Ice Princess at all. Before meeting Jersh, who did Buddy belong to? Buddy from Air Bud. A clown, a dentist, a basketball coach, or a famous athlete? 
Um, clown. I've not seen that... Airbud in 25 years. Well, apparently it, it stuck with you because it is, in fact, a clown. Oh, fuck. This one sucks. Which movie came out first? Miracle, Angels in the Outfield, Remember the Titans, or Mighty Ducks? I know Mighty Ducks is before Angels Titans. Angels in the Outfield was I... like... That was when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like three years old, so it has to be pretty far back there. Uh, unfortunately, it's not as old as the Mighty Ducks. Damn. Yeah. In Invincible, how old was the main character when he finally reached the NFL? 30, 22, 28, or 25? When you say finally and then you say 30, boy, does that hurt. <laughs> that hurts me right here. I mean, I, Jim, I hate to tell you this. I don't think you're going to be making it to the NFL anytime soon. I don't think you're going to be making that draft. <laughs> uh, I will say 28. 28 is incorrect. It was 30. Oh, my wife. Sorry. Which movie did Academy Award winning actress and Scotty Moore's future wife, Brie Larson, star in? Right on track. Remember the Titans, Ice Princess, or Air Bud? I guess it's going to be that first one, because I don't remember her being in any of the other ones. That is correct. She was in right on track. Which we a, got about, a whole... Uh, Ooh, boo, a bud. sports movie about trains? <laughs> now, I will tell you this, Jim. We didn't get a failing grade, but we certainly didn't get a good one. We got 60%. We got a D on this bad boy. For Disney. B for Disney. Yeah, exactly. I mean, real shocking that we don't know a lot about sports. I don't know how people thought the two guys who run a, a theme park podcast wouldn't have known a lot about sports. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's I've our been forte. to the wide world of sports once. Yeah. But now, Jim, it's time to get into our theme parks, and we're going to be heading to Jim City first. Because we're making rides about sports that specifically our theme parks would be good at. First, I would like to uh, throw my hat in the ring to give your park an idea for an for a, a, a event. It's not really an attraction so much as it is a thing that you can do maybe at Party Town. And this this is a, a I, I mean, I guess you can call it an attraction. I'm calling it a search party okay and that is where they you uh you sign up to do this there's like two teams at least and you are given the uh a basically like a security photograph of a random guest and then you got to find the guest first oh. <laughs> and then they give you a gun and then they just tell <laughs> you all. no questions <laughs> that's all you have it's, that's, it's called search party you have to find a guest in the park somewhere and then get them to come back with you to the starting point and then you win. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. my, that's my party town track. No, uh, I did say last week that, that my attraction was going to be called Battle Improv and it is called Battle Improv is what it's called. Oh, God, no, Jim, no. Uh, the problem with this in terms of like, if, if there was a way to make this a reality, I don't think either... Disney nor Universal nor any other themed entertainment uh, company would make this reality because of how many people I think they would need to hire with entertainment contracts. I doubt they would want like this. See, 
I thought, I was afraid you were about to say the problem with this ride is I can't tell you what it is because we make it up on the spot and the <laughs> points don't matter. It is a uh, a theater show. Uh, I was going to say originally a theater in the round. I don't know if that would work as well, but there is a stage area. There is a, like, uh, an orchestra pit style area around the stage. That's a bit, basically where the teams, like, uh, like their their benches are, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is like sports teams. They are gonna have like they're gonna dress in like softball uniform style uh, accoutrement. Okay. Uh, they will have uh, introductions that are like sports team introductions at the beginning of the shows. Uh, I I think I would actually make more than one like more than two teams. I feel like there would be like eight teams, and it would be like a there would be like a season. So every yeah, day yeah. when you showed up, there would be like, oh, it's this team against this team today. And maybe like shows earlier in the day would be more like practice or seeing like who would make the cut for the the like big show at the end. that was actually like four points. Yeah. And maybe there could be trades and weird swaps done at various times. Um, the idea is basically that the both the team players, like the, the actual entertainer people... And the guests coming in would get to make suggestions, like how they make suggestions for like whose line, except yeah, that yeah. the people involved would also get to make suggestions. It's just they don't know that to randomize it, they would be put on a giant wheel. Okay. Or or actually multiple wheels, because I'm thinking like every like round would be, you know, like spin a wheel for the type of game, spin a wheel for like the setting of it or whatever. You know, you all the various improv... uh fill in the blanks that you can muster there would be like a referee uh at least one i think there would be commentators but i wouldn't want them talking over the like actual comedy like but they the, could be like in between i, I the like the idea of the referee much like how for um for like reading the story of the jesus at during christmas at disney they bring in guests you bring in, like, special guest improv people. So, like, Ryan Stiles is the referee. Colin Mockery is this week's referee. Yeah, I think there could there would also be uh, a coach for each team. Okay. Like, or maybe even, like, a player coach, but because I feel like there could be a, uh, a system of, like, timeouts or, like, uh, substitutions. I still have no fucking idea how this sport works, Jim. You're describing, like, you're describing the shell of a sport without describing yeah, the, what's within it. The the way to, uh, I'm going to steal something from, um, from some, to, to explain how to score points, but the way that point scoring would work is that they would do a certain number of, like, games every show, but the way they would choose the winner is based on, loudness and decibels of the crowd so in this one everything's made up and the points do matter is the catchphrase of your show <laughs> yeah yes yeah they would uh they would use a decibel meter and they would say like look if you like this team like you cheer real loud get the decibels up but if you don't like the team don't boo because that will help them yeah, like, yeah you yeah. have to, it's only cheers that's all that matters just go loud or go home Right, and right. that that would determine the points that they would get, and then at the end of the and and like I said, there could be like a championship every like couple of months, It'd be a little tournament and championship style, and that would drive more people to the park, like to see the finals. 
Yeah, it's like every like they I I wouldn't want like I would like I was thinking like oh they could do like one every like you know th- four months like they could do three a year or they could do two a year. Yeah, 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 that would work. I think that would be fine. Two a year, two seasons a year. Depends on how many teams you have, and like I wanted to say, I wanted to start with eight. Yeah. But again, it's the idea of like, then you have to hire like 50 people (laughs) to be. be, And it's like, I don't know of any, like outside of a parade, I don't know of anything Disney or Universal would be like, yeah, let's get 50 people in here. (laughs) And, And also you wouldn't need all 50 of those people every day. But then it's like, are those people making enough money to justify working like two, two or three days a week or two days a week? Yeah, yeah. It's really rough. Jim, I mean, I guess technically, if they're improv people, they would they could get other work outside of my park. Jim, I swear to God, please describe the sport, Jim. Please, that's the sport. It's improv. It's literally just improv. How do point? It's just based off decibel and improv. It's it's based off like whoever if if your team is the funnier team, the people cheer louder for you, and then you win points. Okay. I mean, if you I want, we can have the we can have the celebrity ref give points. Also, yeah, yeah, and his name's Drew Carey. Um, <laughs> well, on to mine. Mine is uh, both a building slash bar and a show, obviously, and it's in the Miracle Mile section, and it's called the Clubhouse, and it's essentially like there's a. I feel like every college town has like. Five guys at the college who got together and just bought a weird cult compound where they just throw massive ragers <laughs> for Halloween and shit like this. At least I know in my town that exact place exists, and it's a massive field. I think we already just... did the Secret Society episode a couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's not what this is. Essentially, that's what we're building. It's like a, it's a frat house essentially, and when you go in, there are people playing beer pong, and then all of variety of different drinking games are going on and it is a bit like fight club if it's your first night you have to drink if you get an alcoholic beverage you can't just drink it i swear to god if you call this frat fink i'm leaving no 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 (laughs) because that's the opening that's where you can go in and mingle and have fun and party but then you enter the arena And that's where it goes from looking like a frat house to looking like a Roman fucking Coliseum, Jim Murphy. (laughs) Where, like, but it's sleek, it's futuristic, it's all white silvers and chromes, and then in the center... It's Times New Roman Coliseum. It's Times New Roman. And then in the center of the Coliseum, there are these massive pedestals uh, that are silver with either red or blue trim. And atop them sit the two champions that will be battling. And before them is a field of six red solo cups. And in front of them is a massive lever. Just ready, a trabucket getting ready to yeet over a shit ton. A trabucket. And it's getting ready to launch ping pong balls. But here's the thing. Nobody wants to just watch two guys play beer pong, even if it is bigger. And I realized something 
crucial about Party Town that I haven't really explored at this point. And it's the fact that if normal people want to get drunk, they go to a bar. This is not just a place to go get drunk. This is a place for weird motherfuckers to go get drunk. This is a nerdy place to get drunk. And that's why I wanted to do something that appealed to the nerds, which is why, Jim, I created a new game that I kind of want to play in real life now that combines two of my friend group's loves. Beer Pong... And Yu-Gi-Oh! And now, hold me, hear me out here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beer pong and wrestling like you were going to create fear, full contact beer pong. Uh-uh, no, scared. no, no. I am combining dual monsters with beer pong. And essentially, normal beer pong, you get one or two balls at the beginning. You get three. And basically, you can either sacrifice one of them to lay down a spell or a trap card, or yeah, you can choose... Blue Dragon. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you can choose to launch. And if you launch, you then send it soaring over. And if it lands into one of your opponent's cups, A, they have to drink, obviously, because it's beer pong. And B, you get to summon a monster. And it's still dual monsters rules, so it has to be a level four or lower. You can't go higher. You do have to sacrifice for those. Fuck you. I know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, bitch. <laughs> And essentially, it will be like dual monsters in the show. Uh, like, the reason for the massive Coliseum is I'm going to be using hologram projection to allow a blue-eyes white dragon to be summoned. You see Exodia obliterate. Like, you see all of this happening on the field in front of you while also beer pong is happening, while also Yu-Gi-Oh! is being played. It's called Magic the Slurring. It's drink monsters is what it is, is what I'm calling it. And the, you can play this. So you get three balls. You can either sacrifice them for a chance to lay down a spell or a trap, which can be activated at any time. Or you can aim for a cup to make your opponent drink, which will lessen their ability to get off good techniques during the game. And you get to summon a monster. So, like, there's two It's like chess boxing it's taken two <laughs> great tastes and mashing them it's, together so for drink monsters is is pepsi mon better or is rum and Cokemon better as a name uh, <laughs> for the drink monsters i still love red solo black dragon which i think is very good that's red uh, solo white dragon fuck Can't i lose. just want to play I want to play this now. I'm mad because I've invented a game that I just want to play now where you play beer pong and Yu-Gi-Oh! at the same time. Because it sounds like fucking a masterpiece. Because, like, here's the thing with trap and spell cards. If you put down too many at the beginning of the game, I'm not going to get into this. I could start a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> podcast if you guys want. Uh, but I do have a challenge for next week, Jim. And I've thought about why I love Disney World so much. And I've realized, even though I didn't go there as a kid, the nostalgia is real because all of the imagery really does invoke that 90s ABC family vibe. And I want next week a ride based on nostalgia. 
whichever decade you want to go, if you want to roar in 20s, if you want to go 90s and make a Pepsi Man ride, you can. Whatever you want to throw in there, it just has to be a ride based on something that you're nostalgic for that would inspire nostalgia. The McDonald's Hoover Burger. The <laughs> Mac Tonight Special Drinking <laughs> Corner. Uh, but until then, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to get battleimprov.com as a website. <laughs> and, and, uh, 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 but I do have tunecanoe.com as a website. You can go there. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S C O T T Y E M O. Check out all my other podcasts, fun fiction, Sammy magic. You've heard it all, but what you haven't heard, or maybe you have, I can't remember if I promoted it last week is to join the weird, my brand new actual play TTRPG podcast. It's Twin Peaks meets Gravity Falls meets a whole bunch of my own personal bullshittery. It does have a lot of 90s nostalgia to it because it's set in the 90s and we are super fucking proud of it. It's me, Megan Danger from Fun Fiction, Charles Kelly. It's an amazing show. We cannot wait for you guys to hear it. And you can help on the ground floor right now by donating at patreon.com slash join the weird but you can also support us at patreon.com slash a load of bs and you can pick up that sweet sick merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com show your allegiance are you a party town pal or are you a gym city bitch <laughs> and you can pick that up at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and as always remember to find jim and me on twitter at op show that's spelled o p p a t t s h o w you down with o p p